Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm know sure what somebody's they call written it? that one. with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice at my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, uh, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and john jd you guys seem so chipper this fine monday evening we're, yeah. out, of our, we're out of our routine yeah sorry i had a date so besides being out of our routine how are you guys doing john you sighed heavily how are you i'm okay you know not looking forward to the fact that that this today on monday that we're recording this is the last of the the forced holidays and now we have to go into the you know the long dry dry spell spell. of, of having to work five days a week and you don't get president's day a lot of people don't get president's day anymore Nah, we don't get president's day <laughs> not until fourth of july right or wait no memorial day comes first or maybe no, easter isn't a day right no that's just always on a sunday so memorial day first yeah good i guess friday. most people get good friday off yeah we, no, we not everyone it. it's i actually worked at a place that was owned by a catholic so we got good on friday and easter monday off it was a long time ago <laughs> So, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. No? All right. Nothing <laughs> Nothing to talk about. Oh. Oh, that bad, huh? No, no, <laughs> no. Not bad. Just... Hey, are you drinking hold... a bottle of lotion? No. It's rum chata. I only have a little oh. bit left in the bottle. Gotcha. No. It looked like you were drinking oil of Olay. Well... No, I'm just trying to get rid of this. It's actually... Have you ever had rum chata? I don't drink. Oh. That's right. You're straight edge. Well, I've got mine, so. How about you, John? Have you ever had rum chata? Nope. Do you like rice pudding? No. Is it the texture or the flavor that you don't like? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, if you don't like rice pudding, you're not going to like it. It tastes like rice pudding. It's really good. Oh, like horchata? Horchata is disgusting. Who, who, who That's what thought... it is. It's horchata, but with rum in it. Oh. Who, who sat there slurping up rice pudding and thought, you know what? Make this better? Alcohol. Actually, no, that makes sense. <laughs> Gross. you jd <laughs> oh. exactly jd trying not to gag thinking of rice pudding disgusting i know um, right i'm all right i work for a school district so we have lots of days off yeah tons we have a half day every other friday nice institute days we're supposed to talk about things i don't know they throw so many acronyms at you as a teacher and i don't know what the hell's going on <laughs> half time i just sit there and nod and think about other things that's what they call on the east coast to teacher in-service days or something i guess yes or no professional development is now what the professional well, development is the proper term yes uh-huh. yes that is what they call them at my 
girlfriend's school. So, yeah. So uh, I took my kids down to, to watch the University of Illinois wrestling team wrestle. I took my little guy there to it, too. And it was really good. It was a really good little weekend. Put Are they the pictures you posted? Yeah, the pictures I posted. There's a junior high kid who trains with me outside of outside of the season. So I went down there and watched him in an all-star meet. That was before that was before this meet. So it was cool. We got to see him wrestle. And we got to watch the Illini beat up Purdue, which is always fun. It was mm. a good time. Yeah, the nice. coach there is a good friend. So he like he made sure all my kids had their shoes autographed by the team. <clears throat> oh. And then my son had his had a he caught a they were doing a t-shirt toss to the 197 pounder who I coached when he was in high school, launched it right at him and he caught it. And then he got the whole the shirt signed by the the team afterwards. So it was a good, it was a good experience. Didn't get home till one in the morning, but it was a good experience. <laughs> They're the best. Could have done without that one, but yeah, it was fun. Good weekend. Ooh. Dave, I saw you had a date. <laughs> Yes, I told you that, oh, I didn't say it on the show, but I bought a couple things for my girlfriend. One was like, it's a couple's cooking class. And it was, that was last night. Was it making bacon naked? No, that is one thing you don't do. Bacon splashes. I know that would hurt like a bitch, but I saw that somewhere <laughs> online. I'm like, I have to remember that for Dave next time we have this conversation. <laughs> so I've been saving that for a couple weeks. It was called Sunday Supper South Philly style. For those who as, that is as ridiculous as the thing I just threw out there. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> for those who aren't from philadelphia aren't familiar like there's a large italian population that lives in south philly like that's you know the, there's an italian market and all that stuff down there you know uh, where i little... learned that you know where i learned that yeah. rock rocky oh my god yeah that actually makes sense i didn't even think of that so that's mean so obviously my italian food right i was like it was so much food. It's ridiculous. It wasn't exactly like I thought it was going to be like a regular cooking class where everyone had their own station. And there was a teacher at the top at the front of the class and says, OK, now do this, now do this. And everyone does it. Instead, it was like they had a long counter and they had different stations set up for different things to do for the preparation. And everyone took turns going around while one people, some people, we were cutting up sausage and other people were making meatballs and, you know. This all innuendo. <laughs> So, so yeah, but, and, and like, then when you're done, you, everyone sits around these like big square tables together and, you know, you talk and you enjoy the food and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of food. Do you have to talk to people you don't know? You don't have to, but you oh, can. Okay. Pass. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to is what you're saying. You right? do a podcast. <laughs> I know you guys. <laughs> I don't like talking to people I don't know. Oh, you're good at it, John. That's the sad part. That's the weird part. I <laughs> God's practical joke. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, we did the, uh, but they were mini brujoles, meatballs, sausage. So there was a first course was antipasta. What? What? That's a bad joke. Come on. You ate the antipasta. <laughs> then you had pasta. That was the second did course. You really, did you really eat it all? Did I really eat it all? If you have the pasta and the antipasta, <laughs> have you truly eaten anything? <laughs> oh my God. That is a bad, it's terrible, bad but joke. That's why I was waiting. Like, come on, give me what I want. Pasta. There was a pasta course with the meatballs, sausage, and brujol, and then we did. Then the main course, which was one of the main things I helped make, was a stuffed pork loin. Wait, wait, no joke. Okay, okay. Too easy. Too easy. <laughs> broccoli rob and a, and a salad, and then there was a dessert course, which was cannoli mousse. It was so good, but like I, we were both so stuffed when we got out of there. Keep the cannoli. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's leave the gun, take the cannolis. That, well, I was going to do the whole thing. You weren't killing people. <laughs> were you? <laughs> Maybe. Is that but Philadelphia? Yeah. Where's Goodfellas take place again? I forget. Chicago. No, it was not Chicago. You sure? 
No. I would have asked the question if I knew for sure. <laughs> well, while you look that up. So that was, yeah, that, that was our, our weekend. It was a lot of fun. New York City. That, Isn't New York City? That makes okay. the most sense, actually. So mm-hmm. never mind. And oh, and then her also her one son got accepted to the University of the Arts, so we were all happy about that. We went out to dinner Friday, Saturday night to celebrate that, and then we where had our Christmas. Is, where is the University of the Arts? It's in Philadelphia. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia University of the Arts. Yeah, gotcha. Yes, so that's it's uh, he's the artist in the family, and that's that was like his top pick. So he's Good glad he him. got in. Yep. So so yeah, I ate a lot this weekend. I'm not happy about that. Well, I am, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you're happy in that moment when you're stuffing your face it's a complicated relationship we have with italian cooking or just with food in general i mean mainly italian cooking in my case it's very carby very heavy very oh delicious. yeah yes but i will say that that stuffed pork was delicious it was stuffed with asiago brisciutto and a little green vegetable Men? oh i don't remember what it was peas no it wasn't <laughs> peas it was like arugula that's it arugula. Ah. yes it was very good Sounds good. So, yes. But speaking of things that we regret, we got to do social media madness. Don't have to. <laughs> we got a lot this week, you know, because we haven't done it in a while. So, you know, people want to say things. That doesn't mean we have to catch up. Much like, like John said, you don't have to talk to people you don't know. Well, you know Drew, though. I do know. <laughs> Drew, likes, Drew likes to express his feelings on the show as they're happening. It's like a stream of consciousness, like poetry. So, so let's start off. WBD, what's W? Warner Brothers Discovery. The Warner Brothers Discovery are doing a Flash Super Bowl ad. Wow. That is true. Yes. What else did he say? He said, I'm excited to hear about John's next date. Good luck. We're all waiting for the other shoe to drop on this one, John. So yes. how bad was it? I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop too. Could we, it's good, uh, for, uh, it's good uh, for you uh, to have that attitude. Okay. <laughs> uh, honestly, best date I've ever had. So you immediately assume something bad's going to happen? Sweet. I'll take that as a yes. Did you well, have I, a second I, date yet? or No, no. Still oh, okay. still, still waiting it's for the a, other shooting drop. It's been a week. Did you ask her on the second date, or are you scared to ask because you're afraid something's going to go wrong? Too complicated. Can't talk about it. Oh, I knew it. Goodness. I knew it. All I knew right. It. I knew it. Drew, you cursed him. All right. <laughs> he did. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> I saw the first <laughs> Avatar several times. It's a horrible movie, but... The effects were amazing, and 3D was not novel. Now I see stuff in 3D. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it was novel at the time. Why would you watch a horrible movie several times? I don't know. I don't yeah. know anyone who's seen or posted about Avatar 2 either. It is weird how successful it is with no one saying anything about it. If you're going to a 3-plus era movie multiple times, I think you'd be super jazzed about it. This is true. I have right. not seen one of my friends uh, post, I've seen the movie and it was good or bad. I've seen a, literally a couple, like maybe three people post about talking about how they enjoyed it. But it's not like, like this was like the, with Avatar 1 too. It was like, I don't know anybody that like loved the movie, but everybody went and saw it. So I'm like, who are these Avatar fans? And how are they so good at staying quiet? Yeah, because I, yeah, I, I mean, know. I only know a few people at work that actually saw it, but it's not like they were like, oh, I'm going to go see it again next weekend. It's like, yeah, I saw it. And it's on its way to yeah. make $2 billion already. Yeah. And I'm like, it's wild. How is that possible? I got nothing. I can't wait for JD's wrestling book. I'll probably get two. One for my friend who likes wrestling. You are that friend who likes wrestling. Drew. I know that <laughs> but I'll let you buy two. It's going to be a good one. It's, I got notes from the editor last week, so I got some adjustments to make. Hoping, hoping late spring. Hoping late spring. We'll see how... We'll see how wrestling finishes. 
<laughs> eating up my time right now. Doesn't suck when your day job ruins, you know, I love, your passion. No, the, the well, that's the problem is wrestling is more of a passion thing than a day job. Teaching is the day job, and that's not helping. Right. Mm. Ah, well, there you go. You got. I'm a busy. Bu- I sat on my couch yesterday to watch Toy Galaxy, and I realized I haven't sat on my couch in like a week and a half. Oh my goodness! I'm relaxed. Like I'm always doing something. He also said, "I hope the Deadpool three isn't in the MCU proper. It, it being be. in the universe won't hurt or help the movie. I bet they'll do tongue in cheek." reference to not being in the universe it'll be in the universe and then the wednesday dance i found charming but everyone doing it after lost the spirit and look looks like they are trying too hard i i only have one thing to say to that let it go everybody you know how it is people find something they like they beat it to death so that we all hate it in three months then six years later people go oh remember that thing we used to like that Mm -hmm. thing you you remember how many kids on youtube posted video of them singing let it go after i got another one for you the harlem shake oh yeah yep oh man dave you are like frozen you look like he looks like a horror movie he does it looks like oh there's a i can't think of it it's something from the 80s and it's gonna drive me crazy can you hear me them or I hear oh, you just fine not not okay. them I mean, they live a little they bit. live they live a little they live yeah Dave is taken over by the demon souls. Scanners. <laughs> this scandal scanners his head. We're, we're, we're saying stuff. it, but Dave's Dave's camera froze up and and with like a they darkened inner with with a, a bright outline. It was kind of scary. Big trouble, little China, a little bit. Prince of Darkness. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Oh, hey, All Dave. Right. <laughs> Let's move on. We talked about Gal Gadot last week. We did. And how. It looks like she's staying in the MCU. There hasn't been anything confirming Gal it one way or the, the other. MCU? I'm sorry, the DCU. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, who knows? <laughs> yeah, she could be joining the MCU. No, who knows? It's true. Um, to which we did get a couple replies. This actually first one came in after I sent the email. It's from Shadow Walker. He said, what I am hearing on Gal Gadot is that she's fired and DC is permanently done with her and want unknown young people to play Wonder Woman Company Wonder play Wonder Woman Company. Wonder Woman and Company. And she is and she is not returning. I feel like that would be a bigger Exactly. We, we would know that by Yeah, that that's that's yeah. I mean what we said yesterday is everything that we've known. Basically an article came out the other day saying gun teased that there'll be a big announcement in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. Um no, sorry. They're, they're having trouble handling this press stuff with with all the with all this all, all this things all these things that they're trying to do. Like, there's Are they? so many. Well, there's so many rumors going about. You know, it's not press. Yeah. It's just it's just rumors, speculation. Yeah, I know, but some of them gaining are getting traction, and it's kind of hard to stamp those out once I, once they gain traction. I, mean, I kind of feel like they thought they're thinking it's good publicity in a way. It like, is. So, people, are, people are talking about it. Like the way you stamp out that stuff is you make announcements right yeah and you let reality shine through so i mean like it's whatever it's worth shorting your superhero universe it's everything and nothing all at once yeah <laughs> i mean it's good that they're taking their time to figure out exactly what they want yeah. to do and how they want to do it yeah people want stuff now though so we can but, that is about that Twitter. is true our good friend random randy savage said no disrespect on her she's great but we're building a new universe so everything needs to go complete and total redo bring in a new face Hmm. What's the Deadpool quote? We need we need a bunch of young twenty somethings that can carry a franchise ten to fifteen years or something like that. I mean, it worked for the MCU, and now they're all in their forties. So, yep. did Agent Reason, who's at Burke 
Birkenbein underscore Mark said, who cares? You, you commented, sir. <laughs> yes, yes, you care. And then Mick minus your host, Mick minus your host with the most, who's at me, movies TV mad, said, I think she's going to quit. Maybe. I, I don't know. Remains I mean, here's the thing. What did Gal Gadot do before Wonder Woman? The she's been in. Furious. Okay. Is that it? All right. Pretty much. I'm trying to think like, like what other big franchises she's been in and have they all been post Wonder Woman? But no, you're right. Chris, the Furious was first. Where they found her. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. It's like I said, we've had like four different people respond and it's all been all over the place. So nobody mm -hmm. knows anything. And that's, that's good. Cause again, Gunn and Saffron just had all their plans, you know, firmed up and now it's time to make announcements. We all know like things change. So they don't even know what's going on quite totally yet. You know? Yeah. I mean, I also kind of think they probably still have to work out contracts for some of these things to firm them up. And that's yeah. why they haven't made announcements yet. Like if they want to keep someone, they've probably got to renegotiate contracts. If they want to get rid of someone, they have to like discuss it with them before they can announce it. So yeah, it's weird. I don't know. And that's also goes back to my argument that I make sometimes about the normies. Like people sit there and they go like, Oh, who cares? And blah, blah. But it hasn't, it's not like the DC movies have been, gone that long where if they rebooted it people aren't going to feel like it's a we just talked about black adam three months ago right it's not going to feel like a harsh like oh my god what are they doing kind of thing which more on that when we get to the news <laughs> let's see oh did we talk about rocky last week who right the movie rocky Balboa? we talked about it earlier today i don't kassan warren said speaking of balls flapping while running up the stairs I don't remember what that's in reference to. I have He's... no idea. It sounds like something I would have said, but I still have <laughs> no idea what he first. I talked nope. about Rocky. I talked about Rocky multiple times in my video production class this week. The Steadicam was first popularized in that shot in Rocky when he's the force after said ball slapping part. <laughs> and I also show them the no easy way out montage. Oh my Rocky God. Four as the greatest example of a montage in film because it catches you up on the story and tells everything you know about the character. And then I surprisingly got choked up talking about it because I'm a giant wiener. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of balls flapping while running upstairs, Rocky one through five are on Netflix. They are. I've bitched them all and found I still love them. They're great movies. I think that's a hint. You might want us to do the Rocky movies. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I have a, the guy who runs the other podcasts, the, the guy who's in charge of all the wrestling podcasts they do is like, a huge Rocky fan, and he actually did a, a like multi-part deep dive series. Oh, Dave's frozen again. I'm he's here. Got, he's got evil face on. You see it, John? <laughs> I I'm trying to not look directly into its eyes. Just keep going. It's the mask of the Blue Death. Yeah, he would love that. Actually, I love to. I would love to talk about Rocky. It's not quite what we do, but I would still love it. He is a hero. <laughs> he is a hero. He's like the hero. Kassan said, "Speaking of TV shows, are you guys walking?" Talking about TV shows to watch in 2023, me bashing my head against the wall, yelling, strange new worlds. Also, watch Andor. It's ducking great. Hmm. The more people push me into Andor, the less I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, it's become, it's getting to the Avatar avatar levels for me. People are like, oh, you've never seen this? Yeah. Nope, now I have a conversation. Randy said, FYI, because I know no one on the show watches the CW. He's right. And it was like three years ago, Miller's Flash was in Grant's Crisis. Also, my that. guess is they credit Gustin because that scene is coming back from, oh, from the I other point of view. I asked about that last week. I did. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Sure. And then finally, Kassan also said, 
By all accounts, The Last of Us on HBO is top-tier stuff. If so, why is it so hard for other production houses to reproduce content for games or books with genuine results? I'll be watching it this week. I think sometimes it's easier to experience as a story. Because like, when you're playing a video game, you're experiencing a story. When you read a book or watch a movie, you're watching a story. I just think the, I just think the experience is different. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think there's a reason why most vast majority of game-based movies suck. Also, well, any... Oh, go ahead. Well, well, there's also the fact that they're like games these days. Some of them are like, this one's got three different endings. How do you do that in a movie? You know, Clue. Or, hmm? Like Clue. Yeah, Clue. yeah, Clue. You or, have one, one where Colonel Mustard killed them, the bot, Mr. Body. You have one where Miss Peacock did it. You have one where the butler did it. Yep. You know did you, have you seen the Clue? You saw the Clue movie, right? Of yeah. course. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, well, you, yeah, you can do that, but that's not like your standard movie that was goer. No. Thing. That no. was required viewing when we were younger. Mm. I was younger but, than you guys, but I, I enjoyed it. I feel like that's the one movie everyone's seen. And then, like everyone bought it when it came out. I'm going to date myself here on VHS because it had all three endings all, on it. All the endings. I think it was like five. I think it was five endings. Maybe I'm no, it was three. It was three. Okay. Yeah. He also went on to say, also, anyone check out the Velma show on HBO? Question mark. No. I heard it was dog shit. And everyone I have a warm it. spot in my heart for Scooby Doo. I'm in the same boat. I love Scooby Doo. It's one of Andy's favorite things. And, I have uh, heard that it is total garbage from a lot of people. Yeah, I've heard that as well. I, I, I would. Ner- I'm normally the one that disagrees with you, but I've seen three different reviews of it so far, and everything was like they made the character so unlikable and such a bitch. It's that. What's what her was name? The point? Mindy uh, Kaling. Kaling, yeah. like yeah. it's like other than a few episodes of The Office that she wrote, like everything that she's done, like gets panned really bad. She's. I don't know. Like she wrote it so she could be Velma. Like yeah. that's the whole point of that show. And it's just like, well, then then what are you doing? It's, and and the, the the main criticism I keep hearing is like it feels like they're trying to compete with the uh, what's the what's her face cartoon Joker's ex. Oh, Harley oh, Quinn. Harley, Harley Quinn cartoon, which just won an award. Apparently. People love that show. And it's like, but they're saying like they're trying way too hard to compete with it, like to copy the tone and everything of that and it just doesn't work with it feels to me like they went so far away from the core of what makes those characters that why bother doing it yeah like if you want to like there's good there's good create a new show with yeah just create a new show do a parody scoot the venture brothers did a fantastic scooby-doo parody right where all the characters are like 70s serial killers also i mean if you're gonna do that and not even have the dog in it like you don't have scooby and there's my problem with this whole thing is when you think the problem with scooby-doo is the talking dog you've lost the plot Right. Yeah. Then, right you've just done, then you've just done Buffy. A, a, a very, very bland yes. Buffy. Bland Buffy. Like, yeah. No argument. Like, mm. I don't, I think that this is, it's not working. People don't seem to like it, but they'll keep it on because people want to like anything Mindy Kaling does. So it'll get one season and then Zaslav, you know, Zaslav's running around scissors cutting everything at WB right now. So, you know, they already have yeah. the show done. Might as well finish it out and then banish it to the exile lands. By the way, Harley Quinn just, well, it was the Critics' Choice Award, but Harley Quinn won Best Animated Series. Yeah, people love that show. I've never yeah. seen it, but people absolutely love it. The Kaylee Cole it's, it's raw. Quinn's good casting. It's yeah, raw. It's, it's, like it's it's raunchy too, but yeah, yeah. it's well, like, that's raunchy. the tone they were going for. But that's also the tone of the Harley Quinn comic, so it yeah. works. Like Harley Quinn comic is very, very much DC's answer to Deadpool. Right. Yeah. Right. So that works over there. That's all. Good. Also, we talked about books last week, or kind of. John talked a lot about books. So, Kassan chimed in. 
JD, if you want some fantasy books recommendations, here are mine. Play it on me. Malazan Book of the Fallen by Steve Erickson. Broken Empire series by Mark Larson. Lawrence. Lawrence? Oh, sorry. Yes. First Law series by Joe Abercrombie. Abercrombie. Like Abercrombie as in Fitch, and Finch. Like as in Fitch, yes. Yes. Black Company series by Glenn Cook and Cushell's Legacy. I'm going to guess that's Cushell by Jacqueline Cush- Carey. Cushell. I've yes. never read any fantasy in my life. I've done a little bit of urban fantasy, but never like never straight fantasy. I've never read Tolkien. I've never read, never actually read Game of Thrones. So just watch the show. Like, I don't know. It's interesting. These are, I've never heard of any of these books. So I've got an Audible subscription and I was just tracking, I was just racking my brain today going, what am I going to get this month? So perhaps I will check out this uh, stuff. As bad as this, because he also finished up with Malazan is my favorite, all time yeah. favorite. I haven't been able to read many books after completing it because it's masterfully written. Mark Lawrence being the only exception. I'll add them to my list too. There you go. There's some books, people. Check them out. Going on on Audible right now. This is Audible. I still have zero credits. (laughs) What are zero credits? When do I get my credits? This is bullshit. I have a bunch of credits. I need to. I have a ton of credits right now. Not on Audible, but on Amazon. And then. Someone missed us, guys. Someone did what? I know. Someone missed us. So when we when I do the social media madness, I then like do a tweet every week, like shout out to the people we mentioned who participate in social media madness, right? So Tim Jones, who we haven't Ah, mentioned, he reached out to me. Goes, you guys done? Did you guys like stop making the show? Oh my God, no! We're 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 on break. break. (laughs) The whole secret of our success is that we just basically outlast everybody else. By not trying very hard. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, you know, we're, ne- we, we're never going to burn out. We're just going to keep doing this. So Tim said, glad to hear you guys back. Whew, I was getting worried. Here, yeah. My wife said, is you ever going to like go make the show again? And I was like, I don't know, whatever Dave feels like. <laughs> Sorry, you know, I like to take time off from the holidays. And then this past holiday was horrible. Graham Gainsford said, thanks for the mention. Enjoyed hearing your thoughts. And for the... Old superhero movie reviews, I suggest this. It wasn't... I saw it when it came out on VHS, I think. And it's Meteor Man. Meteor, oh, I see yeah. you we're talking about Meteor Man, the Robert Townsend movie. Yeah. yeah. The, the first uh, Malazan book is actually called Gardens of the Moon. That's a good title. So I've just purchased it on Audible. I'm going to give it a listen. Huh? I just bought it on Kindle. You're up, Dave. I'm what? You're up. We just bought... We both just bought the book on recommendation from a listener. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll download Get on that shit, man. <laughs> And then finally, we said... No, sold it completely. I like it. Yep. <laughs> finally, we had talked about Ezra Miller. We got more about Ezra Miller coming we'll up, too. we about him so goddamn much on this show. I feel like this is Ezra Miller Speaks. Uh, we talked about, you know, the rumors that he's going to continue on as The Flash if, after this movie in the DCU. I, we asked the audience what they thought. And then, of course, Randy had to chime in with, I agree with JD. I love this. <laughs> Sorry, what are we talking it's, about? <laughs> it's the WB version of the bank bailout. The movie yeah. is too big to fail. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. that's a re- that's yeah. Randy's right. That's pretty good comparison right there. Yeah. And yeah. by big, I mean they went all out on this one. Uh-huh. My hope is everyone watches this. Yeah. My hope is everyone watches this from the couch six months later on Netflix Max or Netflix's Max. <laughs> I think he meant HBO Max. After the fire after, sale. After, after the merger, yeah. Oh, after the fire sale of, of Warner Brothers. Okay. Could you imagine that? If like 
Netflix bought HBO. No, it's not gonna happen. HBO, like, boom. I think you're more likely to see HBO Max kind of go away and them sell off all their properties rather than selling that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Ezra Miller speaks now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, at least we know that while he's around, we'll always have something to talk about, unfortunately. <sighs> unfortunately, we have our a news article about him. We'll get to that shortly. Yep. But that is all the social media madness for this week. So if you like to follow us on social media and be part of social media madness, here's our good friend Don to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast, available on YouTube, wherever podcasts are available. And on that note, we'll take our quick commercial break. We'll be right back with the news. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. And our first story is Ezra Miller pleads guilty to trespassing. So the original charge was breaking entering. He took a plea deal. He pleaded guilty to trespassing, whereas he could have gotten up to 25 years in prison if he had been found guilty. So now it's just, I think, a fine. Yeah, plead it down. He'll get a fine. Warner Brothers will cover his ass. And if the movie doesn't do great, he done so. How much? How much you want to bet? Warner Brothers forced him to take the plea. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Because he's guilty as fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't. Even, I don't know. Maybe his lawyer was like, "Look, there's no way you're going to win this." Like, well, his lawyer could say whatever, but this guy's clearly a maniac. But if the Warner Brothers people are like, "Look, bro, you're either going to jail or listen to us," you know, do you want to be the Flash? Do you want to be the Flash? I don't. know. Does he really want to be the Flash, though? I mean, I don't know. He's I mean, he's a, he he wants to be a Flasher, but I think he uh, wants to be Jesus Christ. To be quite yeah. honest, he's a freaking lunatic. Yeah. Does this? Yeah. Does this guilty plea? They. He goes by they. He. <laughs> he is. I he mean, is. he goes by they. He's. I'm, I'm not trying to miss. I I I know. I know. I know. It's just like it, it, I. Who knows if he's really serious though? I, I don't mean, think he is really serious. That's why mm-hmm. I roll my eyes about this. Like when Grant Morrison wants it, okay, sure, you're Grant Morrison, but this guy, you're a freaking criminal. Am I wrong? This... Am I off on this? My no, off? no, no, you're not off on no, this. No, if anybody, if anybody else told me, you know, I, I want to be referred to as they, I'd be like, okay, fine, you know, that's, yeah, but this... that's your prerogative, and no, no problem. With, but this with, guy, yeah, with them, so... I'm a little questionable on the motives. Right. Th- that's the whole like two things behind that, right? Like number one, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like given their past and everything that they've done to for attention and whatnot it, 
feels like it's just another plea for attention. And two, like, not a good person. Like, you know, like, do we have to worry about offending a not good person? I don't want to offend anyone else, so. Yeah, but I, I mean, but this, this like, not good <laughs> I don't person. Think, hmm? I don't think anybody will claim Ezra Miller. Like, he's pretty much public enemy number one. So is this, like, so what is going to happen with this movie at this point? Like, does that make her? They're going to show it. I mean, it's going to come out and people are going to make decisions. Like, I, 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 okay, real talk. I think a lot of the future of of WBD kind of revolves around what happens with this movie. Mm -hmm. I think so. I I really do. It's because if it doesn't succeed, they're not going to have the money to do the next projects. Like, they need a big movie. They haven't had one. They've had hits, but they haven't had an Avengers level. They need a smash. Yeah. They need something that'll make a lot of money. And we'll draw people in for the next few movies. Yeah. But they need yeah, a, they they need a they need a hook. They haven't given us a hook, right? No. Not really. Black so. Adam was not a well, it was a Black Adam sized movie, to be quite frank. You know, they they they're they're betting everything on this, but they they're are. still coming out with Gotham Knights. Like that's related to the Batman movie, though. Like those are working. Like they they're gonna let Matt Reeves do his thing in his corner because the Batman one was good. We all liked it, and it made money. I don't think that's related to the Batman. It's the isn't the Gotham Knights the Penguin? That's yes, it is. That's related to that show. Let me look. I don't. I don't think it is. I think. I think this is oh, just. I thought Gotham Knights was a video game. It no, it's the CW. It's a new CW show. Oh, that okay. It's, it's, it's Arkham Knights is the game, I think. It centers on the Bat family. Right. It's it's like another Gotham, only with, with just all the kids now, because okay. you got to get the kid demographic. Okay, hold on. In the wake of Bruce Wayne's death, his adopted son, Turner Hayes, forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies. It says Todd. I don't know who Todd is. Todd works with these children when their parents are all framed for murder of Bruce to clear their names. Wouldn't uh, that be Todd, like... I think they meant like they, Jason they Todd. Like Jason yeah, Todd. Jason Todd. Yeah. But it's the character, you know, this renowned, the renowned Batman character of Turner Hayes. Oh, the <laughs> characters are going to be Car- uh, Carrie Kelly, Harper Rowe, Cullen Rowe, Dula Dent, Stephanie do- Brown. There's going to be a Misha. Collins Why do an adoptive son? Why not do Damien? This, this is this is like this is gonna be shit. This is this Descendants. Is... This is like Descendants <laughs> in, on Disney. Okay, it's okay. just we're no. we're gonna get all of the kids it's, of the bad guys. It's Birds of Prey. It's worse than that though. It's a, honestly, guys. Honestly, guys. It's a CW show. Who cares? We don't cover those anyway. I didn't I think the CW was even like gonna be a network anymore. Neither did I. But that's what it says on this Wikipedia entry. Apparently, well, on ComicBook.com too. So I don't know. Well, this, I, I mean, no, this is, this oh, is happening. Oh, it's coming out on March 14th. We have to review this pilot episode. I'm, I'm up for that. We do? Okay. Fine. Oh, it's going to be shit, and we'll get the trash all over it, and we'll get a ton of, we will get a ton of social media engagement for shitting on it. See, that's something that we need to do more of, is like, talk about what's going on so we can shit on things, because people love that stuff. <laughs> Abe, the guy, the writer, Abrams, they has do. written for Batwoman, Supergirl, and All-American. The writing on Supergirl was and that's the whole thing it's going to be at a lot of times and it's going to be a cw show right like it's going to be cw's version of gotham is what it sounds like the that uh, show lasted forever wait five ash and dodoruks currently serve as executive producers on batwoman have credits on gotham and krypton and uh, the vampire diaries i think people miss it literally will be gotham missed the point of like why arrow and flash were successful because they were good 
they were good, but they were also they were it was a sea of nothing. It was know? a sea of nothing, and they were fairly comic accurate at the time. Yeah, you know, like you wouldn't watch like Flash or Arrow and be like, it's not the way. You know, it was it was pretty well done. Like I don't think anybody can argue that Stephen Amell wasn't pretty damn good as as that version of Oliver Queen, a very Bruce Wayne esque version of Oliver Queen. But let's be honest, most versions of Oliver Queen are very Bruce Wayne-y. Yep. So yeah, works. <clears throat> and you know grant gustin's awesome as the flash nobody's gonna deny that so no. much so that i don't know if you heard they're bringing back Stephen amell for the flash finale they should yeah they're i mean if they're wrapping out that part of the universe the airverse they should bookend it with him yeah so speaking of things that warner brothers does it doesn't make sense which is <laughs> everything warner, yeah well, warner brothers speak i feel like we talk about them every week too they're yeah. going to continue with the the batman batverse yeah uh, separate from the dcu so they're going to continue a DC universe, whatever okay. that means okay. at this point. And okay. then, but they're going to keep Batman separate or this version of Batman. So are we going to have two Batmans? Oh, just Probably. remember Joker is separate too. Yeah, Joker is separate too. But again, DC, it works. It's fine. This is what DC always is. However, do you want, I don't know if this Robert Pattinson version of Batman works in a world where magic exists. More aliens walk among Why not? We don't know anything about the greater world. I, All we know about is feels, Gotham. But it feels like the Christian Bale version that's a little bit more grounded in reality, right? That's the point of these things. And I think there's Batman's a rough Batman has always been a rough fit for me with the Justice League because I think that having all these things, you know, kind of takes away what Batman is. Like Batman is always supposed to be the most, you know, plausible of the superheroes. And having him hang out with Superman does. I think hinder him a little bit. I, I think it's okay it's, with just Superman, but like with all of them, it's it gets a little much. So it's where I, the concept of super bat comes from. Yeah, or bat god. Bat god. That's it. Right. He has to be. They have to give him all those things so he can be competitive. And like, how can he be competitive amongst the gods? It was and supposed not, to be his intellect that made him com- competitive. Well, it is, but you know, but they, some, but they never, but they don't write him like that. Like they, like Grant Morrison were, did. I, I, I right. But but like these days, they they write him as like, you know, it's daytime and he just drops down in the middle of 40 bad guys that are all super powered. It's like, no, that's not how it works. He he yeah. works in the shadows, you know, but the best Batman stories are, are always going to be Batman versus more grounded villains. Right. Right. Yeah. However, and OK, you know, I like I'm OK with them. I'm OK with them keeping Robert Pattinson, Matt Reeves version of the character separate. And then if we have to get something else for the mainstream DCU, fine, whatever. I'm good with it. But I'm, see, I'm always trying to think of this from the view of the normies. No, right? don't think like that because we always under, we have this, I've seen this in wrestling too, where they assume the, the casual fan, as we call them in the wrestling world, is a fucking moron, right? So we said, well, the casuals can't possibly understand what's going on here. They can. It's a different version. They already, they've, no, every but, casual fan has seen six different versions of Batman already. But the, the casual fan has problems like, the, the biggest problem Marvel has right now is the barrier of entry. Like people, we talk about it on the show. It's not a problem. They're making a lot of money. Hmm. It yes, could be. It could be a problem. I look they at have like, a, like my girlfriend likes this all. stuff, but she's not like us. You know, she's right. normie. And um, she's like, I don't know what to watch. There's too, you know, there's too much. I'm a, like, I watch, she tries to watch a movie with me 
And it's like, I don't understand half of that because I didn't see the five other movies that preceded this. But that's the difference is a movie as opposed to comics is you can sit there and say, well, here's your Disney Plus subscription, get caught up. And that's on the person, whether they do or they don't. But they are making movies specifically for their fan base now. They don't need to appeal to the normies. Like they have their own fans who love what they do. Now, when the grosses start going down, then it's a problem. At the moment, it's not a problem because the grosses are up, right? And the Batman made a lot of money. Yep. So that's not the problem. Warner Brothers has a lot more problems than Robert Pattinson's Batman. Yeah. The problem is they don't know how to write any of the characters no, they for don't movies allow, besides they Batman don't, and Superman. They don't allow that to happen. And quite frankly, like <clears throat> what Marvel did with Iron Man was a gigantic risk. And we've seen a lot more people fail trying to do stuff like that than succeed. Right. Yeah. There's a lot more failures trying to do obscure characters than there are wins. Like that's what makes that's what makes what Favreau think, and Robert Downey Jr. did special. I was going to say, I think the difference is, and I don't know what Robert Downey Jr.'s tastes were before he played Iron Man. Like he might have liked cocaine, comics. mostly gin. He might have liked the comics. He might not have, have but, seen less than zero. But Favreau is a fanboy. Like yes, he loves this stuff. Yes, so you knew he was going to do the character justice. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, David Goyer is a fan too, and look what he gave us—like mixed bag, some good, some bad. But like Zach, I don't think is a real fan of these characters that he was given. Like he maybe he liked Batman, I don't know, but he obviously is not a Superman. I think he, he likes Superman as a concept. I don't think he likes. He doesn't understand the character most, though. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that I think Zack Snyder is very interested in Zack Snyder's ideas. Right, and sometimes you get like creators like that, like oh, like when the Chuck Austin was writing the X Men or something like that. Like who are more interested in what they have to say, like their own takes on these characters rather than what necessarily works. These characters sometimes the deconstruction of a character works. <clears throat> Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns was a deconstruction of Batman, and that yeah. worked, but it doesn't necessarily work with other characters, right? Yeah, and I think that uh, the mainstream was trying to chase that for a long time. And we never quite wind up hitting that again because it was, it was, it was meant to be the exception, not the rule. And when the when people try to make the exception the rule, like the Watchmen, for example, it doesn't work. Right. No, that's true. And like, and we also pointed out if you started with a dark Superman or a brooding Superman, I won't even say he was dark necessarily, but a brooding Superman. How do you bring Batman to be the the foil against the dark? It's against him. I don't think Superman was necessarily dark in, in Man of Steel. I think the problem was the the people making the movie wanted to make him cool, right? <laughs> and to that, and to Zack Snyder, that mean and, and David Goyer, that means dark. They like I was an apologist for the Zod kill scene at first, yeah. Until I read David Goyer's comments on him, he wanted they wanted Superman to kill somebody so they could destroy the boy, so they could deconstruct the boy scout image right when i read that i was like okay that really like that turned me up i said okay i see through this now this they weren't writing this wasn't a character moment this was a conscientious choice yeah a filmmaker agenda yeah and that's i turned on those movies after that so if david goyer could keep his big fucking mouth shut (laughs) maybe i'd be maybe i would have liked these movies but then that that made me that made me so sour on the rest of these movies because it wasn't about bringing the characters to life it was about trying to make them k-e-w-l cool <laughs> you know <laughs> yep exactly like ice. stupid i mean like i'm still mad it's been 10 years i'm still mad about man of steel because i was like emotional waiting for that movie and it was just i don't know why i knew Zack snyder was Zack snyder 
but the man cuts a good trailer. So here's the thing though, and <clears throat> I'm just going to talk about this from a purely like business standpoint. Let's say the next let's let's take Flash off the table for a second. The first oh god, I can't think of his name. The director, the guy who's in charge of DC now. Our buddy uh, James Gunn. Gunn. Let's say the first James Gunn DC movie. Let's say he comes out with a Superman, with a new Superman first, right? And it mm -hmm. doesn't do well. But the next Batman sequel blows it out of the water. Does Warner Brothers now go, okay, let's build a universe around that series of movies and let's, you know, abandon what you're working on? Depends on how much cocaine they used the night before. I don't even know if it depends on that kind of thing. I think it really is going to depend on what, what happens with this next movie. Like, I think there's a reason why they haven't announced any of James Gunn and Peter Safran's plans. Because I think they're all okay until we see how this movie does. And that's that movie's performance is going to dictate where we go from here. Because that's just reality. You think they're just going to say, if they, if this does bad, they're going to be like, okay, whole new slate. Or if this one that does okay, then they'll key off that of it maybe could be i mean i don't know i'm not i'm not in those meetings i would assume that if it works why get rid of it right and now it could be again it's a flat it's essentially a flashpoint movie so it could be getting us to this new universe nobody yeah. knows nobody knows a damn thing about this movie realistically no we don't you know so when the super bowl comes up in a couple of weeks we're going to legitimately have our first look at what this is be able to start making some judgments. Again, it's hard to judge a book, a book or a movie by a trailer, but we'll get some ideas at least about the tone and kind of what they're trying to capture. If I would not, if I were them, I would not do one of those super non-specific trailers because you don't have that kind of market confidence or consumer confidence. I would go all out and do something awesome and give us a reason to be excited about it. I would not be shocked if it has a totally different feel than the first trailer they released last year, the little teaser. Like... I have a feeling that this has been heavily edited. It could oh, be. They it, it very well could be. Because again, we don't know. I think so much. I think about this. From when this movie was made to where we are right now, so much of what the WBD, WB didn't exist when this movie started filming, right? That didn't come. Warner Brothers Discovery started this summer and everything's changed. And like, remember, it was a year and it was a two years ago that we watched Justice League and we thought, yeah. This is where this the is going to go. Cut. Oh, no, it's not where it's going to go. And, you know, oh, it's going to go here. Henry Cavill's back. Henry Cavill's not back. Like, yeah. the whole thing has been in such a, a state of flux because there's so many, it's not even cooks in the kitchen. There's so many owners of the restaurants that nobody knows what's going to happen. Is there gonna, This is like their chance to really put out a dish. And it's going to, does the market like the meal? That's what it's going to come down to. So I think that's why, well, what's Gunn going to do? I think they're going to keep all these things close to the vest for a little bit because I yeah. think they're going to have to react. I really do. Like, I know they have plans, but plans can change. You can sort of say, well, I want to make the Adam, Blue Beetle, Flash 2, and Man of Steel, the next Man of Steel movie. But what all those are can change drastically. You know what I'm saying? As far it's, as tone yeah. and storyline and who does what. Like you have to kind of whip, you have to see where this lands. Yeah. And the sad thing is you can't really blame them because they're fighting for their lives at this point because of every, all the decisions they've made before this. So they, they like, they have to be able to pivot at a moment's notice at this point or die or get bought out by Netflix. Or, <laughs> or get bought out by Netflix. Exactly. Possible. There's talk of merging giant moments. Take off your headphones. There's talk of merging Warner Brother Discovery with Peacock. I've heard that discussion. That could just be rumor and innuendo, but I have heard that. Care to comment? I don't know. I, I'm, yeah. Care to comment? Nope. <laughs> Tell us what your company's doing. We nope. know you're in all those meetings. No, I'm not actually. I I, I know crap about that stuff. I'm I'm. Where's so the far, bomb? 
Like tell me the bombers. <laughs> I'm so far from that division, I couldn't tell you what wire to cut. All right, all right. You guys still excited for the Spider Verse sequel? Well, I will tell you yes. what. I have I have a six year old that will not stop talking about it. That is telling me June first, we're going to go see Spider across the Spider Verse, right, Dad? And I have a little man that is so freaking geeked up for this movie. He got a Miles Morales blanket yesterday, nice. and he's just all wrapped up in it. He cannot wait for this. So they have released the logos of the spider people that are going to be in the movie. So now we know which characters, at least some of the characters that they're using. Of course, Miles Morales, obviously the main character. Gwen Stacy, we know, is back. But we know from the after credit scene of the first one, Miguel O'Hare, Spider-Man 2099. That character. But we're getting Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. Pavatir Prabhakar. Yeah. The, the Indian Spider-Man. From the um, comics, that's that yeah, comic character. Been around in the comics yeah. for a while. He was, I swear, they had a, an animation of him too, like a they might cartoon. Have. They might have. I'm not sure I about that. I swear they had Hobart Brown, who is Spider, the punk Spider Man. Hybe Brown. That would be this universe's version of the Prowler. Oh, that's right. right. Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. Let me tell you, I got a little boy who was super excited about that one because I turned him into a Clone Saga nerd. Didn't see that coming. Hmm. Cyborg <laughs> Spider Woman. I'm not sure about this one. <laughs> It's a character from the Marvel's Edge of the Spider-Verse event. I read that. And Margot Spider-Bite. Originally appearing in Vault of Spiders number one, Margot was introduced as the inhabitant of a world where everyone prefers to spend their time in cyberspace, a simulation occupied by virtual avatars. Taking on the mantle of Spider-Bite, Margot uses her identity to halt various forms of cybercrime. She's from the world of of Ready Player One? That's what, yeah interesting like i don't know how that's gonna work because it's not like well i hated ready player one so <laughs> but how would that work anyway like uh. they're all in the real world like how is she she thought does she have powers or she, i don't know the character like or does she only have powers while she's in the virtual reality i don't know yeah. hey hey it, it, i mean ready player one i'm sure was inspired a bit by like um snow crash everything or, that ever happened in pop or neuromancer <laughs> yeah so so yeah well but the the originals like the the i forget what the author's name was snow who did snow crash but it, it's oh neil stevenson and then there was neuromancer but but yeah like it, it can be done well yeah william gibson who did neuromancer so it it can be done very well but but that's a very side you're getting toward you're getting towards the the, the side of like a spider pig the farther out you go with those they get kind of wild so, don't they yeah so that also means we're not getting are we only getting those characters no if you, i bet those are the main characters yeah because like, there's too yeah. many to well you see in the the, the orrery of spiders or they're calling this one i forget what they call it in, in the marvel world there's a lot of different ones but i think these are the ones that that we're gonna we're gonna be focusing on. I'm very happy Ben Riley's one of them. Very happy. So we're not gonna get Peter B. Parker or no, uh... he's in the we've seen him in the trailer. Oh, that's right. You're right. He was in the trailer. There's no reason to give us the the, the insignia of the actual Spider-Man because we've all seen. Have we? Spider-Man? I think so. I believe so. Did you know that the Spider-Man insignia has changed many times on the costume over the years? No. Two or, two or three? At least. It was depending on who was drawing them. So you're dropping. This is why you listen to this show for a cold, stone cold facts like this. Did you know <laughs> the symbol of Spider-Man has in fact changed over the last 60 years? Well, I mean, I find this it case, case. <laughs> I find it funny, right? Because like the Batman symbol has changed too depending on how who's drawing him. Not as often as you but might But not think. as often, right? Yeah. 
but like you look at let's say like Ditko's Spider-Man versus Ramita, like from Ramita, yeah, two. yeah, it's very different, right? And then it and stays then... the same until like like the Ramita design pretty much stays copacetic until Todd McFarlane. After Todd McFarlane, all shits off. It's up for grabs. Whoever's drawing it is yeah has yeah. different interpretation, but. I've actually read comics and like, you know, they have like those encyclopedias and whatnot. And they explain it as his costume gets damaged and he fixes it himself. So when he fixes his costume, he doesn't make the spider look exactly the same every time. So they have explained that away. So yes. Hmm. And it kind of makes sense when you think about it. Sure. You know, are you going to draw exactly the same every time? I can't draw. So no, neither can I. So I guess we're all going to go see this. Of course, we're going to have to review it for the podcast. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of stuff to review for the podcast this summer. Oh, I know. Speaking of which, we're going to have to review Ant-Man Quantumania. Quantumania. Oh. And did you guys see the new trailer that dropped? Oh, yes. Yes. Looks a little more serious in tone for an Ant-Man movie. It's very serious in tone. Obviously, it feels like they're definitely trying to set Kang up to be the big bad in a lot of ways. You know, starting off with the first trailer where Janet was afraid of him, but then turning it into like he's going to hurt his family if he doesn't, if he's going to hurt Scott's family if he doesn't do something for him. It's like, okay, like he's going to be serious trouble. I mean, they're building up to the gang, Kang dynasty, so I guess so. I mean, yeah. It seems like this is a Scott makes a deal with the devil movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's and Jonathan, like one Majors, more day. Jonathan Majors is everywhere. It's it's their one more day. I mean, uh, it can't be that bad. <laughs> we hope. But, but then again, I feel the most exciting thing in this new trailer was that one minute and I think 46 seconds, Modoc. Why do people like Modoc? I don't, I don't know. understand that. Like he's because he's weird looking. He is weird looking. But he I mean, is very like, weird looking. So I, I is do you think he's going to be like an important character or is he going to be like a a side character for I think he's Kang? Be a side character for Kang. I don't think. Yeah. Gonna, I don't think they're going to put much thought into Modok because it is in fact Modok. And it's such a weird thing because it's like the shot of him he's like in shadow. You can't even see his face. Much more mechanical. Right. It looks it looks very mechanical and it's like why are like like they're giving us a hint but keeping it secret and I think you're right like there aren't that many people who really care about Modoc who are like going to be like, oh my God, they put Modoc in this movie. Correct. Because it, like I said, it is in fact Modoc. And now you've just guaranteed that he's the linchpin of phase five. <laughs> I am fairly safe. I think I feel fairly safe in saying Modoc will not be the linchpin of any movie ever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure not that's Kang. <laughs> and whatever he's messing up in this movie. The quantum universe or quantum realm, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I like that we didn't get a lot of plot in this one, just a lot of right. like emotional stuff. So yeah, man, this, this I, I don't, I don't want to see the plot though. Like this, I mean, and yeah, this, this, this guarantees. I mean, it's, it's kind of guaranteed this is going to have a lot of plot, but I don't want to know what it is. I want to. We wanna... went through a phase where every trailer told you the movie you were going to go watch. <laughs> yep. And now we've kind of gone the opposite. People got tired of that. I mean, Are they killing stuff. off Scott Lang? I doubt it, but I want. I kind of feel like they're 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 half hit. They're half trying to make you think that in this trailer. Well, much like Rocket, we showed a took a shot of Rocket with tears in his eyes, and all the noobs went, "Rocket's gonna die." And I don't, yeah. I don't know why anyone made that a star. We we all know it's gonna be Drax. So <laughs> Dave Batista is going out of his way to tell you as much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then oh. Mephisto will show up, right, John? Sasha Baron Cohen. He's well, apparently, yeah. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> yes, he is. Can't wait because then you can sit there and go, "Ha! I knew it all along. I was right." <laughs> yeah, first try. Got her. <laughs> Victory. So, so yeah, I mean. I'm excited. I'm kind of curious. I want the uh, your, the fans to chime in on this on social media. Do you like Modok as a character? If you do, why? Or do you not care at all that he's going to be in this movie? Or do you just like the design? Right. Is it just the design thing? So, mm-hmm. well, that is all the news I brought. But John, you had an article or two you wanted to talk about. A while ago, we talked about Kodansha, which does a lot of manga sales oh, yeah, yeah. in the U.S. and translations for, for manga. It was a big argument on the show some month or so <laughs> right. ago. So the, the the story was about Kodansha striking a bargain with the devil, a.k.a. Mephisto, a.k.a. Disney. Well, the other, well, one of the other shoes has finally dropped. There's something called a uh, simul pub. What that means is when a new chapter of a manga is published and released in Japan, the English version is simultaneously on the same day released here in the U.S. Well, apparently Kadansha is canceling or re- actually even removing some of their pubs from their site and discontinuing a bunch, some of which were supposed to, like some of the which that manga was like, in their final chapters. And now you're not going to have the English versions published for some reason. And some of them are actually very popular. Fairy Tale, Fire Force, To Your Eternity, Card Captor Sakura. So, gee, I wonder why a company that it has a new agreement with Disney would stop publishing the English versions of manga all of a sudden. You know? Oh, I told you. Yeah. Because they're probably probably Disney wants to do the distribution. Right. What and that's what I'm thinking because like some of these there's like card captor Sakura, there's there's like like that's in its final chapters, I guess. And there's no way that you would stop just before the end. Like yeah, because people want to buy that. Same thing with like fairy tales still pretty popular. Fire Force is newer, much newer and very popular. Like, and this is that's just from a, a very small part of the list, as I understand it. John, you were right. And the 9 billion MAGA fans got mad and said, don't work with Disney. So like all these, all the companies that were doing the simul pubs were like, all right, we're not working with you anymore because you work with Disney. Right. Well, pretty much like, <laughs> like and, and stuff like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways like that time I got reincarnated as a slime. That is incredibly popular. And you're saying you're not, you're no longer going to publish the English versions of that. Like it's guaranteed sales. The well, only have they made do an, that is if Disney have they the made an announcement or they it. just kind of stopped publishing them right now? They made the announcement that they're stopping that as of January 31st. They're even going to remove the titles, the electronic titles from their uh, from their sites. Okay. So yeah, it's I'm I mean this it's got to be that, the mouse pulling strings behind. I was about to say things. that means you've got to keep your eyes open for an announcement before January 31st about. You know, is it going to come from Disney or what? Like, oh, yeah, if you want manga, go here now. Right. Disney does magnetic.com. Right. I, and, you know, there. it's just, I don't know. It's it's just, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Like, as long as people get their, it, it's going to be, it, it's bad for the collecting community because if you're not going to have the same publisher, the, the, the format may change. You'll get different people doing the, the uh, translations. 
So, mm-hmm. so the the story up to now will actually sound different in the English version than it does when right. somebody else takes over. So there's a lot of a lot of things that could go wrong with this. But there you go. That's like step one. Do manga fans, or I'm sorry, do anime fans get mad when like the voice cast changes? Hell yes. Like Dragon Ball Z, there's the ocean dub and the the Funimation dub, I think it is, or mm-hmm. there's four kids. But yeah, when, when there are people on both sides, they're like, no, the, you know, the ocean dub sucks. Well, the Funimation dub sucks. And, you know, it goes back and forth like that. So, and then there's, you know, people like me, they're like, ah, the uh, Team Four Star dub is the best. But the, yeah, it's, they, there was, actually, I remember when they were, this is back in the early 90s, when they were actually broadcasting Dragon Ball Z in the U.S., Mm-hmm. And they, I think it was, they switched from the Funimation dub to the Ocean dub midstream. And you went from one chapter one week and the next week you came back and the episode sounded completely different, including the background music and people were pissed. So yeah, like it does make a difference. I'm trying to think of shows where they've changed characters, actors midway through and if it was jarring or not well i mean the u.s <laughs> look at something like well, didn't they change the 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 woman on not third rock from the sun the the big bang theory like didn't they change the main one of the main actresses for that and they've done that with like roseanne too you know well, they changed the the actress who played becky i think right like and then and then, and the then end, she they came back at roseanne the end of the too, yeah yeah, and then they they kept switching like that they just made fun of that by switching the the actor yeah. a couple of times at the end but yeah i mean it's it's happened one of the one of the more famous ones is uh, bewitched with dick york and oh, that's right and i forget the other guy and people didn't like that but that was that was a while ago things are a little bit different now they're more i guess we're more okay with it if it's a better actress like it was on the big bang eh, theory i don't know i do think i do think it hurts shows a lot of times when they change out characters or they kill off characters sometimes because an actor wants to leave if it's an upgrade i think it's okay yeah. yeah how often is it an upgrade though not um, usually usually it's because something bad happened to one of the actors or it depends like is kirstie alley an upgrade from shelly long the show okay i can go on this one the show changes at that point right it did better ratings after she left but the show the focus of the show really changes like when shelly long is there it's really the sam and diane show and their way yeah. friends when rebecca comes in it really becomes more about the bar and the people in the bar sam alone's character big time stagnates until the end of the last season but everyone else benefits from that yeah true so it's a it's a it's kind of a it was already leaning that way in the last shelly long season anyway but the the majority of that show was sam and diane diane leaves and then it has to by nature change and shelly long left because she wanted to do movies, oh, movies right and stuff yeah and she did one movie and it sucked and that was the end of her basically she did a couple but it just didn't it just didn't work like she did money pit with tom cruise and she did Troop beverly, beverly hills, hills and ruthless people with bet miller which should have been better than it was but it wasn't like she did stuff but it just it just didn't work and she was like the star in that show so it should have worked but it, it doesn't always yeah. she didn't really like i don't know it was her playing off of what's his Ted face Jansen. Yeah, in, yeah, in their chemistry was their chemistry. Their chemistry was tremendous. Yeah, absolutely tremendous. But she didn't quite find that with anything else, really. I mean, rarely do you ever. Re- I mean, honestly, God, rarely do you find chemistry like that. It's so funny actors. because, like, I forgot that she's the female lead in Money Pit. Like, I remember yeah. Tom Hanks in that movie. 
Tom Hanks is a legitimate star. Yeah. Right. But I could I couldn't tell like until you just said that, gun to my head, I couldn't tell you who the wife was in that movie right okay, now. Shelley Long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Like it didn't until like Kirstie Alley had a great career after Cheers either. True. You know, like she tried, like, look who's talking worked, but that was mainly for the gimmick. Mm-hmm. Right. That could have been anybody. And when she's playing off John Travolta on the comeback, you know, who was really talented, who got like two different comebacks in his career. Like John yeah. Travolta is a star, right? And Bruce Will, I mean, Bruce Willis is the baby at the height of him being Bruce Willis. I mean, like that movie worked because of the the high concept. Other than that, I mean, what did Kirstie Alley really do? You know, Woody Harrelson had a good career. You know, Ted Danson did stuff, but I don't know if his stuff ever reached the level of Sam Malone. You know, I don't know. I think Becker was a fairly big hit. Becker and... was a yeah, Becker was a successful show, but and, um... because Ted Danson, because he's Ted Danson, he became and the Happy Place. I mean, not the Happy Place, the Good Place. That... Yeah, that was that was Kirsten Bell's show. Yeah, he's just a side. He's just a side character. True. That's that's her show. Very well written show. Very very well. Yes. But again, like that that all that stuff comes because he was Sam Malone. Yeah. You know, and again, some guys are some actors just are better in TV too than you know being movie stars. What has George yeah. Went done? He's been variations of Norm and many different things. <laughs> hey, you find so. something that works. He's done a lot. So John Ratzenberger's had a pretty good. John career. Ratzenberger's done a lot of voice work. A lot since... of voiceover work, like you know, yeah. very much a very a centerpiece of Pixar. Yep. Right. He's done a very good job parlaying, you know, a bit of fame to make something. Kelsey Grammer had, you know, was able to play that character for another ten years. Hasn't been successful outside of it, but when you played that's the same why... guy for twenty years and made a fortune, that's why he's rebooting the character again because it worked. Mm-hmm. Well, because he needs to pay the bills. I don't think so. I mean, like he's getting like so his residuals must be amazing, right? Obscene. Twenty years playing like it's like the and it's like those two shows aren't well taken care of. I think he's just bored and wants something to do. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. No, nothing. Uh, Of the okay, of all the Cheers ones, the best. Bring him back as Beast. (laughs) No, they tried. They tried that once. Of those guys, Woody Harrelson was the movie star. Yeah, and he had a he had a legitimate film career. Mm -hmm. You know, he did a lot. The funny thing with him is, it was so hard to look past the character of woody did you see natural born killer yeah i am I, that's I'm what saying, i'm saying it's like, really easy to forget woody that is when... that movie disturbed the heck out of me the first time i saw it yeah i wouldn't watch it because i'm like it's woody like oh it's it's a just it's all it's oliver stone at his most unhinged yeah like it's a i think tarantino wrote the script too like i hate it i hate it with a blind furying passion i do not like that movie but He's good in it. I can't deny that. You know. Yeah. He's also he's good in White Man Can't Jump. Like he's he was yeah. Like in the nineties and early two thousands, he was a star. People versus Larry Flint, and then he kind of remade himself now as being a, an interesting character actor. You know, Zombieland. Yeah, um, that's right. He's Cletus Cassidy now. You know, he was uh, Hamish in the the Hunger Games. Hunger, Hunger Games. The Hunger yep. Games movies. <clears throat> Couldn't get yep. the word out. So Woody Harrelson's had a hell of a career. Yeah. So this is Cheers talk. <laughs> I was about to say, this is a far... Look, I love Cheers. Cheers. I could talk about Cheers forever. This is a far cry from manga. <laughs> so, but anyway, oh, it, I can't talk about manga. I can talk about Cheers. Yeah. But well, yeah, the, the point being that we're we're seeing we're seeing the first steps of Disney taking over. So yeah, all right, just taking note of it. Well, we'll have to keep an eye out for an announcement. I think. Yeah, probably. Like you said. All right. Well, that is it, guys. We did it. That is another one in the books. So before we wrap this up, let's go around. Did, did you learn anything on the podcast this week or do you have any recommendations? John? Oh, 
Oh, JD, you go first. You have, oh, you I have, have something. I have a recommendation for everyone. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Okay, fine. Twist my arm, why don't you? What an excellent movie. What an, a what a fantastic story. Is that a directed? No. Well, it got a release, but Prime got it pretty quick. Okay. And my, my kid went and saw it twice in the theater. <laughs> I don't remember I it even coming out, but okay. It only came out like a month and a half ago. Dave, see this movie. The animation is spectacular. It's Puss in Boots. He's a cat, nine lives, right? He's on his last life. And death is the big bad wolf. And he's stalking him. So he's off for a mission to, to find this the wishing star. So he can wish his lives back. And he's constantly haunted by the specter of death. Who is who's Who comes out of the scene. Every scene with the whistle, he whistles. And it is one of the most incredible interpretations of death I've ever seen in a film. They, John, you'll love this. They changed the animation style for the sequences, the action sequences. Oh, that's, that's called, yeah, yeah, that's called Sakaga. Yeah. That's, they, that's, there's a lot of anime influences. And I, this is so, it's so much better than any piece of shit Shrek movie that ever came out. It's not even, it's laughable. It's laughable. This movie is absolutely fantastic. I cannot say enough good things about it. Yeah, I, I heard like initially I with like all the Shrek, Shrek movies. They, I did too. This I, is yeah. so much better. I heard with all the Shrek movies, like the animation was getting better and better where you could count like the follicles on their head. But this one, they smoothed everything out and made it more expressive. So it's not like hyper real, but. No, it's, it's not. Very they, went the, they went the opposite way. They went back to like more hand-drawn animation inspirations. You know, we stop. I like this. They've stopped trying to make animation hyper realistic. It reminds me a lot more of Into the Spider Verse, right? Exactly. As far yeah. as some things go, like, yep. and the 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 actual story is so good. Like, my kid wants to be Puss in Boots for Halloween. Like, he is. He just loves it, and it's it is that good. I cannot say enough good things about it. Please go see it. All right. Nice, All right. John. I learned nothing. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know crap. I also learned nothing for the record. Yeah. Which is fine. Although, again, going, well, let's see. I mean, I am in the middle of rereading the an entire another series by Patricia Big Briggs. <laughs> Patricia Big Briggs. I can't, why can't I talk? Yeah, I know, right? It's like, oh, blah, blah. I know. Patricia Briggs, the, uh, the, the Mercy Thompson series. I'm, I'm halfway through it. I'm reading about two books a week. And when I finish with that, I've got a few others, the Stephen King fairy tale one and, you know, now I want to other... hear your thoughts on that one. We... Okay. Yeah. I actually, you know, I have the hardcover of that one. So that one, that one, I can't wait to read, but otherwise, like, I don't know, I'll do my anime thing. There's, there's a ton of new anime episodes, way more that I like this year than this, this season, this winter season than normal. No real interesting titles. Well, chilling in my thirties after getting fired from the demon King's army. There you go. That's, that's one. hell of a title. Saving 80,000 gold in another world for my retirement. Oh. <laughs> Campfire cooking in another world with my absurd skills. Yes, I'm watching a lot of Isekai. Um, but yeah, there's there's some there's a lot more interesting ones. So like normally I'll go through them and I'll pick three or four that I might re watch. And by the end, I'll like maybe two of them. So far, I've got like eight that I want to watch. And, you know, like I'm, I'm having a trouble after two or three episodes seeing whether if there's one i want to drop so there you go good 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 season for anime if you're interested in oh oh let's see i learned that we should rename the show to ezra miller talk and that Tassan recommends a lot of good books and 
peer pressure says I have to go and download Maslon Get on the that, Fallen man. by Steve. We're Kirchner. we're not we're not pressuring you. We're totally I pressuring am. you. I am. Get on that. <laughs> we won't be friends anymore. Which I do have an Audible subscription, so I can download that. Good. But I I will recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Week links to our social media at the top of the page and comic book reviews by Goodfoot Kristen. And other than that, I really don't I don't have any recommendations this week. I am going to check out that book, so hopefully maybe I can recommend that next week. And yeah. I also will say that we are working on something that hopefully we'll be able to announce in the next week or so. I'll just say that subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we're getting into porn. <laughs> so you and John are I superhero mean, cheeks. <laughs> that's brilliant thank you that that's is so freaking brilliant oh my god <laughs> so no well played keep an eye out for that boys and girls jd's got his side project all right <laughs> on that note as always thanks for listening and don't let you get caught in the door have a good week